It has been an amazing pleasure of mine to be able to launch this podcast. If you've been paying attention and following along, you know that we are coming up on a year. February 22nd marks one year of the Fuck Fear podcast. Wow. Who knew a year would go by this fast? In a year, I've been able to record a little more than 40 episodes and three seasons. And this is a wrap to season three. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, I'm just going to be going through the last year, taking a look back at some of my favorite episodes, and then sprinkle throughout this episode, I'm going to highlight the top five episodes of all time, the top five episodes of the entire year. And I'd love for you to like jot them down and jot down ones that you think are in the top five, and then maybe at the end, you can compare your list to mine. And if you get close, maybe you'll win something. I don't know. (laughs) But I am doing a giveaway on Instagram. So be sure to follow me on Instagram if you're not already at Katenya, C-A-T-E-N-Y-A. And I'm giving away some items from the boutique, which is on my website at Katenya.com. So if you'd like to win something, head over to Instagram, of course, after this this episode, and uh, see how you can win. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter if you're not signed up already, which you can find um, on Instagram. If you go to my link tree, you'll find the link to subscribe to the newsletter. Wow. I, you know, the evolution of this podcast, if you've been on uh, since the beginning last year, um, you know that the very first episode was talking about how this podcast came about and the evolution of it. And really, it was essentially, it has been um, an exploration of fears, but it essentially started from the narcissistic relationship I was in. So it's essentially my second book. I was working on a second book, but I knew that I did not want to spend the time to um, the time it took to write a book. I'm not very patient. Uh, And so I wanted to speak out and continue to talk about things more immediately. Writing a book would have taken about another two years. And I started thinking about producing a podcast probably after I wrote the first book, but I think more concentrated right as the the pandemic hit. As we all were reevaluating our lives, I thought that it was a good time to also do something that um, I had been wanting to do and um, finally, I guess, had the time to do as we were trying to work our way through the early stages of the pandemic. So, um, so yeah, so the podcast is essentially my second book. And if you know anything about narcissistic relationships and the abuse that happens in narcissistic relationships, whether it's verbal, emotional, psychological, or physical, um, a combination of those things or all of those things could be a part of the relationship. But if you know anything about the uh, disorder and the environment and the, and that experience, you know that fear is one of the main tactics that abusers use to keep their victims under control. I no longer consider myself a victim. I consider myself a survivor. And so many of us that have left those narcissistic relationships, I herald you and I commend you for being a survivor and coming out of that and being able to talk about it 
from a perspective that is at a higher level, that you're not consumed with the emotion of it. But I hope that through your process of healing, that you've been able to look back and and be able to talk about the experience without crying, without feeling um, a lot of the emotions previously. So the podcast is an extension of the book, but I wanted to expand on on fear. And I and I really was curious about how fear manifests itself in people. And my curiosity started long before I wrote the book and long before, well, during the experience of the relationship, but previous to that in the business I was in, I was in television news. So my background's in broadcast television. I was a a reporter, investigative reporter and an anchor for a while. And one of the things that I was always, always curious about is how fear affected people. Fear either kept people away when we showed up with the camera and a microphone um, and fear caused people to shy away from questions. And it was really interesting and very curious to me, almost every interview that I did and uh, I, I noticed how fear um, affected people in very negative ways, but also very positive ways as well. And so that has always been on my mind. It's always been in the back of my head to really spend time exploring that. And so we as adults and as children um, face a myriad of fears. I think we as adults face more fears than we did when we were children. Um, because kids come to this world with no fear. I don't think they start to experience fear until they try something and it doesn't go as well as they thought. And then they're afraid to do that thing again. Um, but sometimes our fears grow. Sometimes they subside. Sometimes they are triggered by certain things, whether it's a smell or a memory or, um, well, I mean, our smells sometimes come from memory. So I think the foundation of it sometimes is memory. And so it was always fascinating to me to see how fear not only controlled people, but kept people from doing certain things. And so I've always wanted to go through my life with a, a sense and an ounce of courage and bravery. I never wanted things to keep me from doing a, I never wanted fear to keep me from doing a certain thing. And so I always committed to being brave enough to do a particular thing. That's not true for everybody. And so I really wanted to spend time exploring and investigating the why and understand the why. So the life of this podcast has been that delving into the why, understanding a particular, a very specific fear and speaking to experts about it and speaking to my friends and um, just other people that I've met about a particular fear uncovering the why but also at the end of each episode we've talked about ways that that people can get through it and um, ways that they can overcome and conquer their fear I always ask the experts to give three main tips of um, that people can take and use and uh, and apply to their life in a very positive way so they can conquer their fears so my whole platform has been focused on bravery and courage and that is what this podcast has become. I, I hope it's become an anthem to bravery and courage. So I hope it's been helpful to you. And I hope it's been helpful to people that you know, hopefully you've been able to share it with your loved ones and friends. And, um, and uh, I hope it's made a positive difference in your life. So I want to talk about some of my favorite episodes. I have several 
But the ones that I think have stuck with me and the ones that have made an impression on my heart and the ones that I've learned the most from, I'm going to talk about in this episode. And then, as I mentioned before, I'm going to sprinkle throughout this episode the ones that have been the top five in the entire life of the podcast. Now, this does not mean that we are stopping after this. It just means that we are taking a moment to celebrate three seasons and 40 episodes in a year of the podcast and a year of saying fuck fear. So my my first favorite episode was one of the first ones. It was called The Study of Fear with Nicole Keller. She is uh, a Ph.D. student studying neuroscience in the Dell Medical School um, the Institute of um, Neuroscience. And we talked about. This not just the study of fear, but the history of fear, where comes where fear comes from. And one of the things I learned is that fear is with us. It is innate and it's born in us and it lives in what's called our amygdala in our brain. And um, so she talked about in the early days of 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 humankind, um, how fear kept people safe and how it's evolved through the years. So take a listen. It's not wrong to feel fear. It's like a completely natural and adaptive feeling and we need it. Um, So just being afraid doesn't mean that you shouldn't do something or you shouldn't, you know, go through that process. It shows that you are doing okay, that your brain is responding in a correct way. Fear, um, no, it, it just doesn't go away. It, it lives in our brains and we have to find ways to effectively fight with it and inhibit it through, you know, a, a, a powerful safe memory that can sort of shut it down, but it doesn't override it. So Nicole was amazing and she's so intelligent and she studies fear. That is the focus of her PhD is studying fear and not only how fear affects people, but how fear changes our brains and how to overwrite a particular fear or particular memory that um, that triggers the fear. And that was so fascinating to me because I love science. I love learning how the brain works and I love how she applied that to her work. Um, so it was fascinating to speak with her. So I think that's my first favorite episode. So counting down now, we'll move on to uh, the top five. So I want to start backwards and then um, and then get to the the very the number one episode of the entire life of the podcast. So let's start with number five. Number five is the three most common adult fears with Ellen Torrison. She is a career and a life coach here in Austin. And um, she talked about the three most common adult fears, which was also fascinating. She visits with clients every single day. And these are the things that they talk to her about. And that is time, anything involving time, like wasting time, not having enough time, feeling like, you know, work is taking too much time, et cetera. Uh, The other thing is money, like not wanting to waste money, feeling like they did waste too much money, feeling like they don't make enough money, all that sort of thing. And then anything involving status. So I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to embarrass myself? What are people going to think of me? All that sort of thing. 
So that was really cool. Um, it was it's interesting to learn how common those three things are and um, how we all face them <laughs> as adults, which is very interesting. My next favorite episode, this is with somebody who is dear and near to my heart, Desiree Cross Ward. She was a colleague of mine at the University of Texas. She's since left and started her own business. And she is a communications and social media consultant, and she's doing fantastic. Her company is called Two Wards Solutions. And she talked to... Um, she talked about fear of quitting her job. Now, this is the job she had while she was at the University of Texas and the fears that she faced before she decided to quit her job. But what led up to quitting her job? And this was a, such a good, rich episode. She was 100 percent vulnerable, 100 percent honest and 100 percent authentic, which I really appreciated her sharing her very deep experience um, and her very personal experience and her very in some ways, there were some experiences that she had that were very unprofessional in her job, which led her to decide to quit her job. At the end of the day, it comes down to self-love. Do you, <laughs> do you love yourself enough to change your situation? Do you love yourself enough to free yourself from what you are experiencing so that you can experience joy, so that you can experience what the, the better, the greater that God has for you on the other side. The number four top episode is fear of leaving the relationship with celebrity matchmaker and relationship expert Bonnie Winston. She is responsible for putting some of the most famous couples together and she talked about in this episode why people, when they're in dysfunctional and codependent relationships, why they're afraid to leave. So this was a top one, and she gives some really good insight. There is a fear most of the time of leaving relationships because usually at that point, when you want to leave a relationship, it's because you don't feel good about yourself. So your ego and your self-esteem isn't high. Dependent and codependent. Dependent, you know, people support one another. Codependent is giving up your and ignoring your own morals to do what the other person wants. You're not making yourself happy. My next favorite episode is with Pam Benson Owens, my dear friend of nearly 20 years, actually more than 20 years. And this one was what started out to be just a conversation that we were having and another episode that we were planning to record called Fear of Raising Black Children turned into a three-part episode. We never got to the original idea. This episode turned into three parts because we started talking about fear of losing yourself in relationships. This was extraordinary and it's raw, it's real, and I was really excited that this turned into the three episodes that it did. So we talked about fear of losing yourself in relationships, fear of losing yourself in your marriage, and how that fear and how of losing yourself in the relationship negatively impacts your children. Fear is a slow gangster. Let's be clear. Many of us came into the marriage or into the relationship excited about the idea of loving that person, not necessarily really loving that person. And that's when I started losing myself because I would, when your behaviors at the job and how you lead and show up in that space 
is no longer congruent with how you, the characteristics that you utilize at home, you're losing yourself. I think when we trade in our peace for dysfunction and try to make it look pretty, it is a no-win proposition. Pam, like, opened Pandora's box and just talks about things that are taboo and have been taboo in a very patriarchal society and things that we don't often talk about unless we're with like a small group of friends. These are things that are not talked about in society because I think people not only are afraid to talk about it, they're afraid of the truth that will be revealed if they talk about it. Moving on to number three, fear of speaking out. And this, again, was another one of my favorite episodes. So not only is it the number three top episode, but it's also one of my favorite. This is with Desiree Cross Ward. And before she decided to quit her job, she had to speak out. And speaking out, what we talked about in that episode was speaking out is not just done in words. Speaking out is also performed in action. And Desiree took a very um, um, expressive and outward action to uncover her fear of speaking out. So she spoke out in a very public way at graduation. She decided to walk out of her college graduation when she was getting her master's degree. And so she talks about that. Listen in. One of my fears has been white fragility. In order to get over that fear of hurting somebody's feelings or mismanaging the white fragility, I had to be like, okay, girl, what's more important, white fragility or your own sanity? And I chose myself. I thought about what my colleagues would think of me. Um, and, and, and that was a fear. How would they respond? Would they treat me differently? Would I get called into my boss's office and then talk to me, um, about talking to the media? Like I was, I was very fearful of what the, um, feedback would be from my colleagues. My next favorite episode, and this is one, not only is it real and raw, but it is something that affects and has affected so many people. We've seen so many cases of this um, in recent history, and it is around the topic of fear of reporting sexual assault. Now, we have seen this um, unfold um, on a very national public stage, international um, with the um, Gymnastics Association and uh, Larry Nasser, And we've seen it uh, in the case of Bill Cosby. Um, uh, it's, we've seen it on the celebrity level. And so this was one that really was a very important and is a very important episode. I talked to Dr. Yolanda McCarty-Harris um, she is a sexual assault researcher at the Steve Hicks School of Social Work at the University of Texas at Austin. And um, this one was very in-depth. I mean, all the episodes are very in-depth. But I think this one focus around, focuses not only on fear of reporting sexual assault. There were a lot of stats and facts and figures that we were able to speak about and uh, bring light to. But she also talked about her very specific area of research, 
where she talked about reporting sexual assault and black women and how many times black women don't report sexual assault because they don't even believe a crime was committed. And so she talks about the evolution of that and the history of that and the history of black women being exploited. And it goes back to the days of slavery. So this one was one that really um, was very eye-opening and very enlightening, but also um, it it spoke to me in a very in a uh, it, it was very sad, really to really have this to have this conversation about fear of reporting sexual assault because it's a real issue and it's something that's happening every day and it's a crime that's being committed every day against women. And men as well. I mean, I don't think it's gender specific. Um, it affects all genders, um, all identities, rather. It affects all identities. And um, yeah, this one was one that's very eye opening. So this is one I really encourage you to listen to if you know somebody that's gone through this experience of sexual assault, because there is a lot of information that Yolanda gives and um, there are some really helpful resources, I think, in this episode as well. That's what sexual assault is about. Power and control. If I can, if I can overpower you, you won't think that what's happened to you is wrong. If you or someone you know has been sexually assaulted and is afraid to report it, be sure to listen to the episode. You can also go to my website, Katina.com, find this episode, and there are resources listed there for what to do, who to call, and Yolanda also gives some very good advice and provides insight. If someone is afraid to report sexual assault, what to do if you or someone you know is in that situation. So be sure to listen to that episode or go to my website, continue.com for more information. That leads me to talk about the number two episode of all time. And that is the evolution of the podcast, which really is shocking and inspiring to me that it's number two. It's it's where I'm talking about how the podcast came about and its story and um, its timeline. And I am just so excited that that one is number two, because it just means that people have been able to connect with my story and people have been able to connect with my journey, which um, is just so heartwarming to me because for a long time I was silent about the experience that I was enduring in a narcissistic relationship and I was very silent because one I didn't know how to talk about it two I didn't know who to talk about it with and I didn't know how to put into words what was happening to me and I remember being afraid that I wouldn't be believed that some of the things that were happening were so incredibly outrageous and so egregious and so offensive and so aggressive that I was afraid people wouldn't believe that a human being could treat another human being so horribly. But it's when I started talking about it that I was able to connect with so many people who have gone through or, or were going through or are still going through in their lives right now. Narcissists are horrible fucking people. They're assholes, but it's deeper than that. They're not just assholes. I, they, I think they know that they're assholes and they enjoy 
the distress that they bring upon another human being. They are miserable people at the core. They have very low self-esteem and they don't want to see other people succeed. They are weak individuals when it comes to their level of self-esteem and, um, and they, they don't want to see others around them do better. So they're very controlling. They're jealous people. And it, it goes on and on. I'm not going to spend <laughs> a lot of time talking about narcissists because I hate them. No, hate is a very strong word. I, um, I, I don't enjoy being around narcissists, which is so interesting because I feel like I, I keep having this experience in my life. I, I am in a work environment that is very toxic, much like my relationship. And there are narcissists that ex- exist in, in my workspace right now. And so I was asking um, my counselor slash therapist one time, am I attracting narcissists? And she said to me, well, there must be some area in your life that you haven't healed from. And so these people or this person is in your life to show you the area that you need to heal from. I'm like, I thought I was healed. (laughs) Obviously obviously not. But I am learning more how to control my reaction and to not react to the wild, aggressive behavior of a narcissist. Um, if you just tell them that they're right, that shuts them down. And so that's really hard for me to do because one, you don't want to give them the satisfaction. But two, I've learned you have to remove your emotion from the interaction that you have with them because that's how they maintain control and that's how they know that they've gotten to you. So if you let them know by your non-reaction and by your responding to them with grace, even though you don't feel it on the inside, they don't have to know that, or just a little smirk or a smile. Um, If, if you can reveal to them, they haven't gotten to you, then that deflates them. But it also means they're going to try to keep coming after you because they know they haven't penetrated you and your core. So anyway, so the number two episode is evolution of the podcast so thank you for that you guys thank you for listening and thank you for um responding in such a positive way so that leads to another one of my favorite episodes speaking of narcissists they not only exist in personal life but they exist in professional life as well at work it's always curious to me how narcissists rise to these very uh, senior level positions. And and I was curious as to why that happens, because I'm experiencing this right now. And so my next favorite episode was with Dr. Christy Losher. She is a professor of um, a, a senior lecturer at the University of Texas at Austin. And we talked about fear of the narcissist at work. And she talked about the why, why they rise through the why, why they rise through the ranks how they end up in these senior level positions. And she talks a lot about their grandiose personality. And that's something to be very aware of. And it's something something to pay attention to. And it's something to understand. So listen to what she says. Because that's really what typifies the grandiose narcissist. They, they are very confident. And they present themselves as um, excellent and superb at their work when they actually aren't. You should never hire a senior manager without a psychological evaluation. 
they have an excessive need for ad admiration. They need to be the center of attention. So they tend to surround themselves with more um, quiet, diligent people, often women, who um, they then bully, criticize, and undermine to keep them weak. Another one of my favorite episodes that really spoke to my heart because I'm in the space of learning how to uh, learning what forgiveness means. And there was a time that I didn't know that forgiveness started with me. Forgiveness starts with you before you can forgive somebody else. Fear of forgiving yourself. And many times people are afraid to forgive themselves because they feel like, um, what happened in a situation is their fault. And so many times we hold on to that. We don't feel like we um, should forgive ourselves or that forgiving ourselves is necessary. And so we're afraid to do so because we feel like we should um, be accountable for it and we should take the blame for it. When many times in a situation, something is not our fault. If you've grown up in households where you were blamed for things or things were your fault or you were told that it was your fault, many times you carry around um, self-sabotage and you don't realize how important forgiving yourself is for things that go wrong or things that you felt like you could have done better or you could have done in a different way. And so this episode really spoke to my heart with this beautiful soul, Anna Holub, who was a forgiveness expert. Um, we talked about fear of forgiving yourself. And that one was really that one touched my heart and soul. And I learned a lot. And I think I was able to grow in that area and really move to a place of doing a better job of forgiving myself. If you can have the deep trust and courage to forgive yourself, you can handle anything. I have come to realize that this place of forgiving ourselves is the most poignant, tender, place we will ever find in all of our psyche. Another one of my favorite episodes in, in the space of forgiveness was fear of forgiving family members. <laughs> Woo, this one I had to take us, uh, it kind of, um, I don't know, it, it kind of took me, just made me sit down and really think and contemplate and mainly because I don't know many families that aren't or don't have an element of dysfunction. My family, we're so great together and we're so fun together. We have a good time. But I also think there are things that happen, you know, along the course of family life where you are offended by something a family member does, whether it's an immediate family member or distant family member. I think we all have experiences where, where we have carried around a grudge. We haven't been able to speak to that person. We haven't been able to come to the place of forgiving that person for what they've done. And so this episode focused on why we're afraid to forgive family members. And I talked to another forgiveness expert, a radical forgiveness coach, Kim Kennedy. And she's this beautiful soul. She's just, we've become friends. She was just and, and I was able to connect with her immediately. She was just beautiful, this gorgeous light and this beautiful soul and spirit. And so we talked about fear of forgiving family members. Whether or not you forgive is your choice. And, and society, unfortunately, doesn't particularly support love and forgiveness. 
in the way that it supports blame and shame and con condemnation. If you were to forgive, it means that it, it, the implication is that you are condoning it, that you're like saying it's okay, or you're weak. There's so many reasons why people are afraid to forgive. All right, so what you have been waiting for, the number one episode of the entire life of the podcast. Do you want to know what it is? Have you been able to keep up with uh, the top five so far? Does your list match mine? I don't know. Let's go through it real quick. Number five, the three most common adult fears with Ellen Torson. She's a career and life coach. Number four is fear of leaving the relationship with Bonnie Winston, celebrity matchmaker and relationship expert. Number three, fear of speaking out with Desiree Cross Ward. Does your list match mine so far? Number two, evolution of the podcast. And that was with me. So number one, before we get to the number one, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be right back. Single socks are so annoying, aren't they? Especially when you're sure you put two socks together in the wash, only to find one of them has pieced out somewhere in between the washing and drying cycle. But your problems are now solved with Soulmate Socks. They are magnetic socks that stay together in the laundry so you're never left with lost and single socks. Knitted from bamboo, they are the softest socks you'll have in your drawer. They're antifungal, antimicrobial, and they're breathable. So when you need your socks to stay together, grab a pair of Soulmate Socks, where every sock has a soulmate. Shop online today at soulmatesocks.com. That's S-O-L-E-M-A-T-E-S-O-X.com. All right. Can you guess the number one episode of the entire life of the podcast with the most downloads ever is fear of getting vaccinated? And that was with Dr. Jess Steyer. And her husband, who is an ER doctor, an ER physician, Dr. Ethan Chapin. Dr. Jess is a scientist. And she is a health scientist. And so this episode, oh my gosh, we really got into the myths. She was able to debunk the myths based on science. And she talked about the not just the vaccine, but why people are afraid to get the vaccine, why people have been afraid to get the vaccine. And um, this was based on data and science and facts. And so I was so enthralled by this episode. Not only that, her husband, Dr. Chapin, who is an ER physician, talked about the experience in the ER where he's had patients who have who had come into the ER with COVID and he talked to them about getting vaccinated. And these are people he described one of his patients who came in who um, had a family member who was sick. And I think that family member passed away or, or somebody that she knew passed away. This particular person still refused to get the vaccine. So he sent her away and, you know, they, he did what doctors do care as best 
as they can for their patients. She came back two weeks later with COVID and he explained to her how the vaccine works and how it could protect her and save her life. And she told him that he was wrong. And so he talked about the moral um, struggle that he has had with seeing patients who were sick, knowing that the vaccine based on science could save their lives and keep them out of the ER. And they still refused to get it because of misinformation. And so this one was not only a timely episode, but it was a necessary episode where it, it wasn't about misinformation. It is about facts and science and really talking to them both because of the field they're both in, how it's really affect, affected them as people and affected their just their family life and how they've been able to cope with um, the experiences that they've had in the ER and just in the medical field and how they continue to do their work and still um, and still honor the oath that they took as medical professionals. And so this episode was amazing. What's going to alter my DNA? Uh, you know, that's obviously something to be afraid of, or yeah. it's going to make me infertile, obviously something to be afraid of. Um, and, you know, I think sometimes fear could be, is an adaptive response, right? It's kept, it keeps humans and animals alive. Um, but it's when it's, when it, when that fear and that emotional response supersedes, um, our, 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 our rational brain, Yeah. when it takes over, that's when it's maladaptive and that's when it's dangerous. Right now there's this disproportionate irrational fear of the vaccine when the fear should be of the virus. I have to tell you guys this too. After that episode posted and we shared it across social media and it had been up for a couple of weeks. In fact, it was number one for several weeks in a row and then I reposted it again several weeks later and it rose to the top number one again. And during that time frame, one of the listeners reached out and said how the episode not only informed her, enlightened her, but it encouraged her to go get the vaccine. And previous to that, she had been afraid to get it for all the reasons that she had been hearing, which was misinformation. And when I read her comments, which is is in our social media, if you just go find it, um, Dr. Jess has a podcast called Unbiased Science. Um, if you go just search on it in our social media, you'll see um, the, the person's uh, comments. So when I read the comments, it was one Saturday morning, I got up and I was just, you know, piddling around doing some work. And I read her comment and I started crying. And my daughter, who was 14 at the time, said to me, Mommy, you guys just saved a life. And of course, who can who can not cry when you realize how the impact of the work that you're doing is having in a very positive way? And I didn't realize the impact of the work that this is, that this podcast is, the work that both Jess and her husband, Ethan, are doing and all of the medical professionals across the world are doing, the impact they're having, that that particular moment, just from one episode, we saved a life. And it was such a beautiful spiritual experience that I can't even put into words. But knowing that 
what you talked about, one episode, an hour long episode saved a life like that just told me that this work of talking about fears and helping people not only understand the fear, but also help them get through the fear and get over it and conquer the fear. I feel like um, this is something that I'm called to do right now. And it feels like it's more than just a project. It is something that has hopefully been life changing to all of you that have become faithful listeners that have, you know, downloaded each of these episodes or caught one or two here or there or, um, yeah, it doesn't matter which ones you listen to or how often you listen to it. I just appreciate it. And so I didn't know at the beginning of this, at the beginning of this project, which is no longer a project. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's my passion. Um, I didn't know what it would evolve into, but I'm so thrilled and happy of what it's become. And I'm thrilled and happy for, we've had thousands of downloads. What? Thousands of downloads, you guys. 41, 42 episodes. Um, and a host of just enlightening conversations around this topic of fear, something that each and every person on the planet experiences, either in a positive or negative way. So we are going to continue. This is a wrap of season three. I thank you again for being a part of this um, this journey. And if you haven't been able to say fuck fear, say it right now. Fuck fear. And I would love to hear from you the ways that not only this podcast has, has helped you, but I would love to hear um, how you have conquered a particular fear. I would love for you to share that with me. I would love to read some of your stories in season four as we come back um, with the whole new basket of new episodes, which I'm so excited to explore. But it also tells me there are more fears out there that we need to talk about and to uncover the why. And so I'm really excited to come back with season four, which uh, it'll be sometime in the spring. I don't have a, a date, but I do have a time frame. So it'll be the spring. Um, but in the meantime, thank you guys again for just being a part of this. Again, as I said, I hope that it's helped you overcome some of your fears or one fear. And I hope you will share it with those that you love. I also want to take the time to thank all of my guests who have taken the time to sit and talk with me for you know anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour, over an hour. And it's not just the episode. The preparation that goes into it takes a lot of time as well. And so I thank you for the time, each of my guests. I thank you for the time that you've dedicated to talking and being vulnerable and having conversation with me and allowing me to ask you very probing questions. I really appreciate you just letting me in to your life and letting me uncover your story. I also want to thank my team, Lydia, Trevor, Johnny, my beautiful cousin in LA. He um, has a company that shits fire. <laughs> he produces the music. So I thank each and every one of you for being a part of this. It, it wouldn't work if you didn't believe in this project and believe in what we're doing. So I thank you for believing in this, believing in me and um, being a part of a team that has been able to produce something good. 
I always, no matter what project I, I take on, I always want to produce good work. That is my goal and my objective. I don't want to waste people's time. I want to produce things that are substantive and have meaning and have value. And that's how I go about everything in my life these days is making sure I define the why. And if the why doesn't make sense, I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> but I also want to make sure I go forward with everything that I do with bravery, faith and courage. And I hope that this has given you the courage to try something new or do something you've been putting off because you've been afraid to do it. And I hope it has given you the extra gumption that you needed to conquer in whatever way you needed to conquer in your life, whether it's the uncomfortable conversation or jumping out of a damn plane and going skydiving. And I tell you, it is the most exhilarating experience. And once you overcome that fear, I hope that you've been able to experience that, that feeling of ex exhilaration and peace and joy and laughter that you can look back and laugh and think I was afraid to do that oh my gosh so I thank all of you from the bottom of my heart and I also want to thank my children for the things that they have taught me in ways that I have been able to conquer um, fear because of them because I've wanted to try something and I've wanted to exemplify to them also bravery and courage and another one of my favorite episodes that if you haven't listened to is with my daughter and she was very candid and honest and open we talked about fear of the bully and so I want to end this particular episode with thanking her for what she's taught me and what we've been able to share together and we have bullies in our life whether it's a person or, um, uh, or, or thing. Bullies manifest themselves in so many ways. And so her bravery and her courage is how I want to end this and how I want to spring forward into the next season of conquering bravery and courage. Thank you again, everybody. Thank you for a beautiful season one, two, and three. Thank you for an amazing year. Let's go out and conquer our fears. And let's go out and say, fuck fear. So happy one-year birthday, fuck fear. Happy 20th birthday to my eldest son. His birthday is also February 22nd, which is one of the reasons I released it on the day that I did to celebrate life. And... Also, look for the videos to be released. So the videos from each episode, those will be posted on my YouTube. So be sure to check my website, Katina.com, to uh, keep track and see when those are going to drop on YouTube. Each episode has a video component, which I'm really excited for you, for you guys to actually see um, the guests and see who they are. So that's coming. Be sure to check those out, too. Have a great day, everybody. If you've missed any of the episodes, now's a good time to go back and listen. We'll see you in season four. In the meantime, be sure to hop over to my social media on Instagram and see what you can win. We have beautiful candles. Um, we have beautiful swag, some drip in the store, and um, some beautiful things that are um, emblems of courage and bravery. Have a great day, everybody. I'll see you next time in season four.